0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Selwyn Avenue's podcast, Faith Lab. This is Ashley Anderson, and I am Selwyn's seminary intern. If you all have been following along with us, we have been featuring a series on belonging to God through baptism. Um, We recorded our first conversation last week featuring Selwyn's staff, and the topic was theology of baptism. Now, don't let the word theology put you to sleep. Um, It was an authentic, approachable, fun conversation. So I invite you to go back and listen. And so today I am really excited um, because as we continue our talk, we are blessed to hear from three amazing women of Selwyn Avenue, um, three generations of women who have lots of rich tradition in the church and in their lives. And so um, today we have Bobby Hankins and Marsha Thrasher and Maggie Thrasher. So welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Um, how are y'all doing today? How are y'all feeling? We're good. Good, good, good. I know this is a new thing we're doing here, um, trying these podcasts. So welcome. We're going to lean into the discomfort a little bit, and I have already told these women I wish we were sitting face-to-face with a cup of coffee. So um, I hope y'all will pour yourselves a cup and join, join with us as we discuss Um, And Bobby, I know you just moved. How are you settling into your new home?
1: We are settling in great. It's, uh, this is a better week um, from the previous two. So most of the boxes are on top. Not everything's put up, but uh, it's it's been a good thing. So um, I'm feeling physically and mentally a lot better. It was just overwhelming.
0: Uh, yeah, I can absolutely imagine. I, I, know, I don't know the exact statistics, but I think it's like moving is the second or third most stressful thing a person experiences in their lifetime.
1: I think that's correct.
0: Yes. I mean, we have all felt that. Like, that is completely and honestly true. But um, I'm thankful to hear you're settling in and doing well. And then, Miss Maggie, I know you are um, doing some distance learning for school. How's that, How's that going this season?
2: Um, it's it's going pretty good. Um, school, at least for me, is all online right now. Wow. It's just kind of week by week and but um it's I, I've been pleasantly surprised. It hasn't been that bad.
0: Good. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, you know, I, this season, I mean I know we say it all the time, but we are just facing a lot of new challenges um and opportunities on well as well and you know, Lori mentioned in the podcast last week that we're all just kind of feeling a little disoriented and disconnected. Um, and I have to admit, my heart was a little heavy this morning, just with all that's going on. And, um, but then I was able to connect with a member uh, who is their family's going to have their ch- uh, child baptized. Um, I actually presided in a baptism um, this morning as an elder. And now I get to speak with you all about baptism. So I think God is trying to tell me something today. Um, and, you know, it's just, a it's a beautiful reminder from God that even in the midst of a pandemic, we are still very much the church. We are still connected and belong, um, even though we may be physically distant. And so in that same thread of thought, you know, I just wonder how have you all maintained a sense of belonging, what, you know? to friends, to family, to the community um, during this time?
3: Well, uh, I think that one of the things we've done is continue to watch our church online, Mm -hmm. which has been a blessing. We have done a lot more phone calls, emails, emails. commenting on Facebook posts, just things that make you feel like you're connecting. Yeah. Um, we have luckily been able to spend time with mom and dad. Yeah. Um, I'm not wearing my mask right now, but most of the time we're really good. Yeah. Uh, i And trying hard to, you know, do the right thing, but also stay connected.
1: Yeah. We have met okay. um, Zoom and we're the older category in our church, so we have met the challenge, we're quite proud of ourselves, and um, we just met this past Tuesday, and that worked out well, we had, we enjoyed it, and we, um, it gave us a kind time to reconnect, and we were able to, we have a member who's moved to Beaufort, so we were able to include our Beaufort member, um, and which was, I mean, she wouldn't have been here otherwise. The upside to our meeting, so we've sort of reconnected through Zoom, and this was our second occasion. Good. And I guess we'll keep doing it until. We <laughs> That's right. Out. We're gonna keep meeting this way until
0: the world tells us to stop again. Um, That's right. You know, I'm. You know, I'm so thankful to hear that. Uh, this, you know, this is the way we've been connecting recently through Zoom, through. Facebook through social media, like you mentioned, Marsha, I don't know about y'all, but I get those updates every week from my iPhone. And it's like, your social media time has gone up by 75%. I'm Mm -hmm. like, listen, this is not a bad thing. I'm trying to stay connected to my people. Like, you know, so um, what about you, Maggie? Have you uh, kept in touch with friends? Or how are y'all kind of, you know, seeing
2: each other? Well, I was gonna say it definitely has been a lot of family time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not necessarily complaining about that, but um, I've, I have I have been keeping up with my friends and seeing some friends here and there. Um, but like you were saying with the Zoom stuff, like yeah. last night I had a Zoom with some of my camp friends who live in like other cities. And it's just been um, kind of cool to keep up with some people that yeah, it's kind of harder to keep up with. But
0: yeah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I think, you know, that's another... Awesome thing that's kind of come out of this is maybe those whom we haven't talked to in a while—it's um, given us a reason to connect because we're like, oh well, you know, we're using technology more anyways. Let's pick up the phone. Let's schedule a talk. So I'm mm-hmm. glad to see all this um, um, coming from such a difficult time. And you know, this this sense of belonging happens in so many ways. And in you know, in regards to our baptism, it's. It's a sense of belonging, even before we head to the font um, as parents, as infants, as children or adults. Um, And, but this is something that we're reminded in, in our baptism. And so I just wonder um, if you all would be maybe willing to share either the stories you've heard about your own baptism or, you know, the seeing, Bobby seeing the baptism of Marsha or Marsha seeing the baptism of Maggie. Um, So maybe just sharing some of those stories.
3: At least start with mom. Well, I
1: was baptized. I'm a twin. And we were baptized at the same time in the church that my mother grew up in, which was in strong, and that's the church that my grandparents came to in the 1900s. And so um, at the time, my parents were living in that town, both of my grandparents. And so we were baptized together. We were premature, so we're Mm -hmm. my twin and I were trying to remember if either one of us had heard how old we were when we were baptized. But um, we're guessing probably about four months Mm -hmm. at of age, which is typical. And um, everybody was there; it was a big event. Um, You know, people. My father was. particularly happy to have twins, Mm -hmm. and my both grandmothers had a part in the names of both of us, Mm -hmm. so they were, you know, beaming, Mm -hmm. and um, and it's a tradition, you could tell it was all part of a traditional part of my parents' life, and my grandparents', and I'm sure it goes back, so we're very traditional, Um, my father grew up Baptist, my mother grew up um, Methodist, Mm Now we're Presbyterian, but it's all you know it was basically all the same. Yeah. That's
3: wonderful. I was baptized at Salwin mm-hmm. in 1977. Mm-hmm. And I was about it was in the fall. So it was like four months. four months old. And um I was a teenager. Okay. Um and I was the first Grandchild on the side in Charlotte, they were ecstatic, and that's mm-hmm. about all I know about being baptized at Selwyn. You had a crowd there, I'm sure. I had a crowd. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Maggie had a really big crowd because yes. she was truly the first um, grandchild on either side, and then um, to have, you know, it was super
1: special.
2: But um, I wasn't at fifth, so yeah, no. Kinda similar to you. I mean, I don't really, obviously, remember anything from it, but I know um Pastor Rush um mm-hmm. and my brothers. I'm pretty sure, but yeah. um I just have seen pictures, and it looks like I had quite a big crowd as well.
3: So. You did, and your your papa was the elder that assisted with your baptism, and. You threw up on me right before we went in the church,
1: <laughs> oh, and
3: you did not cry at all, unlike your breath, unlike Hank. Hank cried the whole baptism, um, and you were about three months old as well, and it had a lot to do with the fact that I thought y'all were going to outgrow the dress or your gown, so I had to get you baptized before you outgrew it. They were big babies. Big babies.
0: Big babies. Oh, that's um, beautiful stories rich with tradition um and it's so true you know it's we were supposed to have um my youngest son baptized earlier this year and then you know of course everything hit and came to a halt so we've been waiting to reschedule that and in the meantime my sweet sweet mother-in-law has made two outfits because there was the one that he was initially going mm-hmm. baptized in but you know he quickly grew out of that and <laughs> that one. We're getting real close to growing out of the second one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, Ma- Michael, I can't ask your mother to make another one. Like, I just can't do that to her. Um, but thank you um, for sharing those stories. And like y'all mentioned several times, just lots of tradition there. Um, and one of the beautiful things is that, you know, there was a great crowd of witnesses around you. There was a great congregation that when we take these baptismal vows, um, that we... It's a covenant between all of us to take care and nurture the child as they grow up, and so I just wonder: have these, um, how have these memories and these experiences kind of shaped you in your in your faith life? I think it shows
1: the importance of
2: the tradition the Yeah, I mean, I
1: think if, um, you know, if it wasn't. It, then there might be a, um, a missing link, yeah. And um, tradition uh, or in the sacraments going forward. And um, I think our parents, mm-hmm. um, my parents, me, Marcia, um, feeling that it was part of the obligation as, as, uh, as a parent. Yeah. To, um, so the church going um part even though the children don't know it we know it yeah our congregation knows it and I mean like Marcia said she grew up at Selwyn. Yeah and she um she did a lot at Selwyn <laughs> and they were thrilled with we came back. and I think mother did her mother really agreed with the fact that she was baptized there. And then we have Maggie uh, so yeah, of to Maggie too. But um, there she was, baptized, and here was. the still. It was still important, and it was as important to Marcia and Drew to do to baptize Maggie as it was for Hank and I to baptize
3: Marcia. And I love infant baptism. I believe that it's the right time, and that it's a choice that parents are making to protect the child and bring them into the church even at a stage where they can't make that decision for themselves. And that's why I love the way we do baptism and confirmation is that we, we do it before they're able to decide, but we do it when it needs to be done. And, um, and I truly believe every time we do a baptism that I'm promising to help take care of that child. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think so and because of its size and, um, multi-generational, um, feeling it, you, you have like extra grandparents, you have Mm -hmm. extra parents, you have youth leaders, you have, you know, all these people, um, that become part of your church family. And so I was, I was, you know, definitely, um, never questioned that I wanted my children baptized as soon as I could get them
0: baptized. Absolutely. And something I'll just share with you guys is you're, you're absolutely right. And Bobby, I loved how you mentioned that just the, the, the tradition and the precious nature of having your children baptized and then being rooted in something so deep, um, that goes back to the promise of Abraham and Sarah with God. Right. Um, and so growing up, you know, we had some religious differences in my family. And so I wasn't baptized as an infant. And in fact, wasn't baptized till I was 24. The funny thing is, is I grew up in the Presbyterian church. So all I knew was this notion of grace and love. And for me, it was um, it was these other theologies that I thought existed, that I was too afraid to say anything. And so finally, when I went to my minister, and I was always really <laughs> involved in church and I went to my minister one day and I said, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you about this and getting baptized. He just kind of looked at me and was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, how did this happen? Um, but you're absolutely right. Like having two sons of my own, it's like I never want them to feel any kind of disconnect from the, from the church and this family. And, um, you know, I want them to be rooted in something that is so beautiful and so deep. Um, that you know, I, I, I want them to have those same memories as well, so that we can look back one day and say, This is a tradition.
3: Some yeah. of my favorite baptisms have been when a mother and a child are baptized together, or one of the parents is baptized when their child is baptized. And I love that it's, um, you know, that's equally as special. And one of the great things about, about the church is that you can be baptized anytime, yeah. Um, but I do love. You know, a, a, an end with baptism, but I also love that you don't miss your opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> you can have it any
0: time. That's a beautiful note. You can never miss your opportunity. You're absolutely right.
2: Yeah, mom, mom always cries at baptism. Oh, me too. I cried today. That's so,
1: I love it. I do too.
0: I cried. I cried today um, <laughs> at, at the baptism I was at because it's just like I had to keep myself together because when I read the congregational promise, I was like, this don't ugly cry. This is not about me.
1: (laughs) And it's fun as an older adult in the church to remember the baptism of these children, which we do, Uh, you know, you might not remember everybody's name or exactly what that little round face looked like, but you remember the parents standing up there with that precious child and then you know, the child gets walked down our aisle and yeah. we look at it and then all of a sudden that child is 13. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like, and, well, they, and then they're in the church doing some event in yeah. front of us at the lectern. I mean, you're like, that child just got that
2: guy. Yeah. You know, there
1: they are, like Maggie, saying a prayer at the church mm-hmm. or speaking to us who we said, yes, we will nurture this child. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's beautiful.
0: Hey, Mags, did you want to add anything? Um, you yeah. know, How the baptism kind of shaped you?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, like, all of us had big crowds at our baptisms. And so, like, from super early on, family like, been super important, um, at least to me, and not even just, like, immediate family, but, like, church family, like, my friends. And um, I feel like baptism is kind of, like, the beginning of Oh, was that kind of beginning of the importance of family, and like even, and I just think it's so cool, that like even when I was little and I didn't know it, and now I know it my whole life, I've had all these people supporting me. and Yeah,
0: it's, it's very comforting. Um, it's comforting as a child. Um, it's comforting as a parent when you're, you know, whether it's your first, second, or third child, and you're we kind of talked about this last week when you're exhausted and <laughs> you're in the midst of the nitty gritty raising children and you just stand in front of this, this amazing group of individuals, knowing that it's, it extends far beyond those sanctuary walls um, to to raise up and claim, hey, we've got this child. Like we, we will be here to support you and nurture you for um your whole life through. And so, you know, one of those vows that we take as parents in the sacrament of baptism is that responsibility of nurturing our child in the faith and the life of community of the Christ, uh, Christian community. And so I just wonder if there's maybe somebody um, like a, a story of someone who nurtured you in the
1: community. Well, when I was growing up, we, we had kind of uh, a lady Bell, mm-hmm. who was, brand, was kind of, the matriarch of this church, yeah, um, and I see sort of like Willa May, except not as soft and sweet, <laughs> but <laughs> good intentions. yeah. Yes, but you know, she was pretty stern and she was a friend of my grandmother's. So, but Miss Bell, we did what Miss Bell said, yeah, and we attended Sunday school. And we, but she was the one who set us on the right Mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough to have a minister during my teenage years that was uh, made a lot of difference and um, he had a child he had children my age at the time And you know, so we were contemporaries. but those two people you're still more in a strict you gotta listen and you gotta read your uh-huh. Sunday school lesson and show <laughs> up prepared and I will say too I was one of those two and I have a string of um, pins to show it. You know, yeah, we don't do that anymore, but yeah, you didn't miss so, Sunday You still school. have yours. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. It's a badge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a badge of whatever. But our yeah. I mean, family would even stop. We would be going somewhere, and we would, would stop for Sunday school. A, another church. Another church. I mean, we were there this Sunday school. Yes. So, uh, and we. And didn't even remember. Oh. But um but we were in Sunday school so But those two people probably the church people. Yeah. At a lot of service um, students at church, and then the, my minister was just one of the kindest people. That's
3: wonderful. I have a lot of people at Sew and that have made a difference in my life in, in funny different ways over time and um you know my confirmation mentor Helen, and then Stratford Kiger chaperoning me on a spring break trip, or Suzanne Newsom on a youth group trip. I mean, just people that have been there my whole life, um, and you know, it—it's like fun because they've known me and I've known them, but they're also new people that I know that um, like. We went, I went as a youth advisor, took a group to DC with the Claxton's and now Matt Claxton is Hank's mentor oh, for confirmation. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to know people forever, but the mm. bonds form at our church and they, you know, last and they, um, and those people make a difference. So, Absolutely. and now Maggie's getting to meet like Suzanne is on the session with Maggie. So, you okay. know, it's, a,
2: it's uh-huh. Like, cool yeah, i yeah. was i was gonna say i mean like you most of the, the people at selwyn have known me for my whole life as well mm-hmm. but like um bobby was talking about sunday school which that sounds pretty serious i'm here <laughs> really like but um of my earliest like memories of selwyn are in, um sunday school and like worship readiness with miss emily phillips yeah. and she, she was a really special lady
0: Ah oh. I love that so much. And those people, they're just so pivotal. Um, And it's so beautiful to see all these little connections that just form. And it's such a God thing. Like I still have um, my mentors growing up who were our youth leaders. One is now um, she is my elder in the church who is, uh, you know, is um, supporting me, you know, helping me through the seminary process and it's like she knew me as a crazy little middle schooler I mean just it's so amazing to see um, how these connections just stay with us um, the whole life through Um, and thinking back you know to these to those beginning moments when you're first baptized and I think you know there may be some parents with young children listening and I just think of like how it extends outside of the church as well. So traditions you have in the home and whether it's um, like bedtime prayers or prayers at dinner or weekly worship together or different things that family families do together. And so I wondered if y'all had any like spiritual practices or habits in your home growing up. That um,
2: in In our family, I mean, I was, we we kind of did all of that when i was little yeah, I, I mean we went to church um every sunday that we could and uh we, we we were super involved in like the mission part of our yeah. church we would we do stop hunger now every year freedom school all that um, um and even the little things like the um praying at meals and yeah um, yeah that's
3: that's awesome Mm -hmm. that's Maggie. sweet we we are not the most ritualistic people so it kind of is almost more special that we pray sometimes and not every time like it it'll be um you know a special occasion Mm -hmm. or um you know sometimes just not a special occasion but we're not like it's not this way every time which I kind of like um but I think we've tried to do things where we like consistently would go to Christmas Eve and then we would consistently do this or that. And the kids like learned to trust that that was going to be part of mm. our tradition. Um, but we're also flexible yeah. and, um, and then it'll be in ways where we'll be somewhere else sometimes at another church or at Canuga or
0: oh, yes. um,
3: with our grandparents or just somewhere. Yeah. And you you, the The little pieces of selwyn and feed in plus mm-hmm. just the overall this is church,
0: yes, um no that's so. more, I love how you just said that the children will trust this is part of the tradition, and I wholeheartedly agree um you know it's it's what fits for your family, right It's the rhythms and patterns of your own family and what what that faith life looks for you looks like for you um and I remember during this past season of Lent when, you know, when everything kind of stopped and we couldn't go to church anymore. I was like, okay, well we need to, we need to do something during this time to like liven ourselves up to worship a little. Um, and so one morning I, I took a frozen waffle and a little cup of juice and we talked about communion that morning and literally, and I, I thought it was going to be like a one and done. That's all I got in me today. And every morning Wes, my oldest, would say, all right, Mom, it's time for Jesus and juice. (laughs) And I was like, well, all right, then. Let's get out the waffle and the juice. Let's talk about Jesus. Um, And, you know, that lasted a a couple weeks, but then, of course, faded. Um, But it was just really precious that, you know, that's what kind of became our thing for the time being, and that's just what worked for us during that time. I'm going to see if
3: Maggie remembers something. Um, When one... You know, used to we would feel guilty sometimes if we didn't make it to church. I mean, three kids—they were uh, yeah. three years. It <laughs> yeah. was crazy. So I one morning, so one morning, Drayton convinced us that he was going to do home church, and he literally—I think he was what, like five or six, Maggie? <laughs> I think and he was he, five. I think he was five, and he did the whole church service, like the bulletin from top to bottom, yeah. for us at home, and it was like one of the most special church services I've ever yeah. had. It was
2: and all while wearing his bathrobe. robe. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because he needed a robe. Well, I was
3: going to um, say, was that purposeful? Because he knew it was purposeful. It was purposeful. That was his Aww. robe. Um, and I remember thinking, you know what? He has learned way more than I ever imagined a kid could learn. Yeah. Just from sitting in our church. Because you think kids sometimes sit there and they don't really take it in. Yeah. But they take in so much more than you realize, and I mean, I remember thinking this was worth every minute of skipping church today because
1: absolutely. Drayton
3: just led us in home church hymns and all.
0: That's beautiful, and like you're absolutely right. Like sometimes we learn things through the eyes of our children that we could have never experienced in other places.
1: Growing up in in my family, there were five children and my parents, and of course we always said the blessing. I mean. And my daddy was the one that said it because actually all the rest of us too sh- you know shy or afraid we wouldn't remember it, and so we always did that. And then we did it in our family for pretty much of the time. But um, Marcia has I have a special needs daughter, Marcia's sister, and so it's kind of been we've sort of have relegated the um, the blessing yeah. to Laura who has few words. I love this, And she, and now my grandchildren are, so when we all sit down and we have this dinner that we're going to have and everybody's kind of, you know, talking over everybody else. Yeah. And then we'll say, Laura, will you say the blessing? And she said, yes. And she says, amen. And that's it. it. (laughs) We love it.
0: Laura's amen is the best amen ever. Do you need to say anything else? to be a yeah. witness, like no no I'm yeah, we sure got it nothing we're else and so that's we're perfect Lord,
1: and yeah yes it's full it's full
0: of grace and love uh, look, it is of full of grace yeah oh i love that so much so much um so as we kind of wrap up here i have uh Two final questions for you guys, and I think you know just during this season that we're in, you know, how has you, the bat your baptism, your faith life, kind of helped you to make sense um, of the world right now?
2: Um. Well, What's I just say.
1: I maybe you're
2: here. Okay. Um. I would just say that it just helps me to understand what it means to live through Christ and
1: Mm -hmm. because I mean I don't
2: really have I don't really I still don't really I'm still trying to make sense of the world I don't really know but that's just something that you can focus on is that um it represents like living through um Christ.
0: Absolutely Maggie I mean we you're absolutely right like how 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 are we to know and to make sense of the world and we just lean into Christ and and follow him absolutely. Well, I think oops. one thing I, I think is that
3: you know I've often said I don't know how people do it if they don't have Christ in their lives when there's a crisis, and and I've thought, you know I've never had a lot of like major things that are truly a crisis, but this is a world crisis, and this has been interesting to sort of see, and I'm so glad that I have my faith. Mm that um supports me and it supports my family and my friends and sometimes you just take a moment and you're like you're not alone and you're not um you know we will get through this so i just lean on the fact that you know there's a covenant there between you (laughs) know much
0: and i'm gonna lean on it and a strong one one. yes Yeah.
1: yeah It is a time to you know, is, you know here, you know, scared afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, the unknown is is, you know, very difficult right now. And um, but I think I kinda of go back to, you know, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. I am with you. with you. And so you feel like, you know, I can do what I can do. You know, I can pray, I can yeah. be thankful for what I have. And then just trust. Yeah. And,
0: um, and that's, I, I use mine right now is just be still and know, like sometimes that's all, <laughs> that's all I can do in the day. is just okay. be to be still and know. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so yeah. Thank you guys for sharing that. I think, I think leaning on our faith in this time is huge. Um, and, and makes us all feel a little bit more connected. And so, you know, the last question I want to ask you guys is, um, Kind of a fun one, but where or when do you feel close, closest to God?
2: I can answer this one pretty easily. Okay. What you got there? Yeah. Um, I would say probably at my summer camp. Um, mm-hmm. I go to Camp Cheerio up in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, I think this summer would be my 10th. I'm not sure. but oh. um, It's just such an awesome place. Like every time it's like, gets better and better. And, I love that. Um,
0: that's wonderful. There's um, actually, I had a couple friends growing up who went to Camp Cheerio, and they absolutely loved it. And I want to. There's one or two kids on my street who um, have been and just rave about it. And their parents just say, like, "What an amazing experience!" Their kids have. So that's wonderful. I, I I always felt close to God outside. I mean, I love
3: I love fresh air. I love the beach, I love the mountains. But I will say that we had the longest break I think I've ever had in my life from being in the Selwyn Sanctuary. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly, I I was trying to think if there was a a time longer in my life, 43 years, where I have not been in the Selwyn Sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And we got to come for Maggie's elder installation. And I thought, this makes me feel close to God. I love our sanctuary.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And we had, for a long time, I loved seeing our um, chapel in use, and it's beautiful too. But I was so happy when they moved the online service into the sanctuary. Um, and I just, you know, I'd seen it, but I hadn't been in it. And uh, that was a really special thing because yeah. my kids have been baptized there. I've been married there. Like, it's just the place. Holy
0: and sacred ground.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah most of the family yeah. uh, was, uh, was my career and particularly sometimes one another I mean I no. think it's so much like you but um I love it when my children my furniture
2: doesn't sound like that they're sitting next to me sometimes we have to and, move people around yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so think, you're going to sit on the other side of Bobby <laughs> not
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, next one line during worship yeah yeah well,
2: we of,
1: um, giggles giggles and a lot of um
2: people
1: watching and, yeah. <laughs> and um and and Selvin is a family my family is a family my extended family is all part of that so yeah. That's beautiful. Um, no, I can feel it. I walked
0: into my sanctuary, my, my home church sanctuary for the first time today it, since March. Yeah, since March. And I got a little teary eyed. I was like, oh, this is. I was reading a quote the other day that it's, um, it was something like, what's the last thing a fish notices? and that it's swimming in water and I think sometimes we forget that feeling because because we do it so often we're like oh we're just going to church in the sanctuary um and it is so holy and precious every time but then when you when you experience that again you're like it brings back all the memories all the years all the traditions the history your baptism I mean it, it all comes flooding back um to this special community this special place and overall just like we said the covenant with God um, but I thank you all so so thank much for this. So much. It has meant the world to me. Um, and I, I I hope it will mean the world to our listeners. Um and I just thank you for for taking this time to share more about your baptism and traditions and just um, all of your wonderful family life with us. So I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you. for asking you. us as fun.